Yeah, well, good evening, everybody. Um, again, my name is Shannon. I'm part of the CCF staff team. Um, and, you know, we've been in this sermon series on hearing God's voice. And tonight we're going to hear, hear, um, talk about hearing God in the midst of community. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good. Okay, so I want to be, begin, though, with a story. This, this story is one of the first times that I heard God speak to me through another person. Uh, I was an older gal in my church on a Sunday morning, um, and I call this story my fortune cookie story. Because God attempted to speak to me through a fortune cookie, and I missed it. And so then he had to send somebody to me to make it clear that he was speaking. So this is my fortune cookie story. Okay, but before I start, really start with a story, uh, I have to kind of set the background. So this is me in my junior year of college, about 14 years ago. So junior year Shannon, a little bit different than Shannon today. Um, one of the defining things about the first four years of my college is that I was a student athlete. Um, and I was a third baseman on my softball team, and I had super short hair, like boy cut hair, if you can believe that. I think I might have one on my Facebook page. You can sift through my photos if you want to see that, <laughs> if we're Facebook friends. Um, so, like, I was living in the athletic world. I lived in sweats and t-shirts, maybe a pair of jeans, but always a t-shirt, um, I'd been, you know, tomboy, lots of my life, kind of me, junior year of college. Now, I am still a jeans and t-shirt person. If you see me on campus, that's a lot of my life. But things are also a little bit different. And it has a lot to do with this story. So, at least in how I see myself. Um, And so, yeah, so Sunday morning at my church, but before I get there, I have to tell you about Saturday night. Saturday night, 14 years ago, I was at a Chinese restaurant, my favorite Chinese restaurant in my town, with my sister, um, my two cousins, Sarah and Audra, who were visiting from Arizona, and, oh, poor guy, and my sister's boyfriend. So my sister's boyfriend, brave soul, four women, kind of sitting at a table scenario. Okay, but my sister and my two cousins picture like three fashionistas, and then my sister's boyfriend, who was like Back Hills farm boy Hickman. <laughs> and then me in my sweatpants and t-shirt. And that's, that's the picture. Okay, so that's the setting. Here's the dinner conversation. We were ta- we, who am I talking about? My sister and my two cousins talking about fashion trends and purses and clothing and lipstick. Who can talk about lipstick for 30 minutes? My sister and my two cousins. That's who. Okay. So I was sitting there in that moment, and I was like, geez, I have more in common with my sister's boyfriend than I do with these lady relatives of mine. So that was going around in my head. But, you know, as the dinner went on, I felt more and more alone. I felt more and more unladylike or unfeminine, I felt more and more unwanted and more and more unable to participate in this dinner conversation. 
Not that I really wanted to, but I knew if I even tried, just couldn't do it. Just out of my sphere, out of my depth. So I just sat there, and my sister's boyfriend and I just sort of stared at each other across the table for like an hour and a half. It was so awkward. Okay, and so then what happens at the end of a dinner in a Chinese restaurant? They bring you fortune cookies with the check, right? And my sister was so excited because we were going to go around the table, crack open our fortune cookies, and read our fortunes to each other. And I'm just like, this is a stupid idea. So everybody goes, and it gets to me, and I crack open the fortune cookie, and what I read on this ridiculous little sort of this short paper, I like scoffed, and I ripped it up, and I threw it on the table. And my sister's like, what did it say? And I'm like... I don't want to tell you. No thanks. Let's go. So we left the restaurant without them ever knowing what it said. But do you guys want to know what it said? Yeah. <sighs> of course you do. Okay. So this is what it said. Oh, three simple words. It said, you are pretty. Oh, I know, right? I just was not having it. I didn't feel pretty at all. In fact, the exact opposite. I'm like, why didn't my sister get this one? She got something like you'll prosperous and prosper in the next week. I could have had that one. <laughs> You're pretty? Are you kidding? Ugh. <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty much how I felt inside about this fortune cookie and really kind of about myself. So I went home. And seriously kind of forgot about it. Um, It really wasn't even in my mind the next day on Sunday as I went to church. And um, don't even remember what what my pastor preached on that day. But what I do remember is he gave an invitation to us all. He said, you know, we're going to sing some songs. And if you just want to come up to the front of the front by the altar. And if you just want to soak in the presence of God, you're just welcome to come on up. So I was like, that's me. So I went up to the front, and I just lost myself in worship. I wasn't even thinking about the fortune cookie and the You Are Pretty business. I was just lost in another planet with the Lord. And then, um, a few minutes into this, uh, there was a gal that I knew from my church. I didn't know her super well, but knew her name and um, knew a little bit just about her. Had had some conversations with her. And, I mean, this was a crowd of people. So she comes up, and, and I'm like... Eyes closed, lost to the Lord, everything. So she startles me when she comes up and she puts her hands on my shoulders. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And she's there in front of me and she says, Shannon, you know, I was just in the back. Um, I was just watching you worship. And I feel like the Lord, I just sensed that he wanted you to know that he thinks you are so pretty. (laughs) God thinks you are so pretty. And I lost it. Now I'm just blubbering like a baby. (laughs) And immediately. And what struck me in that moment weren't weren't so much those words, you are, the Lord thinks you're so pretty. That that was impactful to me. but, But what happened in that moment was that God gave me a deep knowing that he saw me in that moment at the restaurant. That he was there peeking over my shoulder as I read that ridiculous fortune. He was peeking over my shoulder and he was gazing into my heart. And he knew what was happening on the, on the inside. And 
And he wanted me to know that what I thought about myself was utterly false. And he wanted me to know what was true. One of the things that we've been talking about this quarter with regards to hearing God's voice is that we have to start from a place of knowing that he still speaks today. That he wants to speak to us. He's a speaking God. And he speaks to us as we draw near to him through the scriptures. And he speaks to us through each other. He's already been doing that tonight. I've been, it was just so good. It was so, it's such, it blessed me so much, you know, to, to read that scripture. This is, um, it just dropped out of my mind. Um, to, to the encouragement to dwell in the message of Christ richly. The Lord has been at work among us already, sharing his word with us. He speaks to us as we draw near to him through scripture. And he speaks to us through each other. Whenever or however we are together. He speaks to us in one-on-one conversations, in small groups, when we gather to meet as a large community. He's already been doing that tonight. Whenever we run into each other, it's an opportunity for us to hear from God. He's ready to speak. But the question is, are we available to him to be vessels of his word to each other? Regularly, constantly. Do we anticipate him speaking when we meet together in our course? When we meet for a one-on-one in the middle of a frantic week? When we come together on Friday nights? Are we watching? Are we listening? Are we anticipating him speaking to us and through us? Are we open to hearing from him through a brother or a sister? Are we open to hearing from him for a brother or a sister? When my friend came up to me that day so many years ago, it set my life on a new trajectory. And God showed me through a sister in Christ that he saw me, that he knew me, and that he cared for me. And this is what can happen when we gather together as a community filled with his words to share with one another. God can change the trajectory of our lives when we give his words away to one another. He speaks and we are changed. He speaks, and we're left wanting for more. If you've ever experienced God speaking through you to someone else, and you watch their face light up like, oh my gosh, I've just had a revelation. It's like, God, do that more. That was cool. And when we hear God speaking to us through a brother or a sister, when we know and that we know that we know in our spirits that God has spoken to us, we say, God, speak more. I want to hear you more. Okay, so how do we get there? Here's the how. Um, I thought of three things. Um, How do we get to the point where we're a community um, that shares the word of God richly with one another? One, 
surprise, we have to have an openness to hearing, right? We have to have an openness to hearing from the Lord. In our times alone with God, we have to be open to hearing from him about something he might want to say to someone around us. To give his words away, we have to intentionally listen to him on behalf of others. And you know, it's a lot easier to talk to God about ourselves. Lord, I've got this test coming up, I've got this project, it's a group project, and I'm the only one pulling the weight around here. Or whatever it might be. It's so easy to come to the Lord with, with all the thoughts in our head and all the, all the needs that we have, and that's good. The Lord says, cast your cares on me, for I care for you. It's good to do that. It's not a bad thing. But the next level of love is to ask him for words for another person. Words that encourage. Words that bring comfort. Words that correct words that strengthen. Do we ask him to speak to us, to give us his words for our fellow core members, for our co-workers, for our friends? Have you ever asked the Lord to give you a word for your mom or your dad? It'd be scary. Do you ask the Lord for a word for the stranger you sit next to on the bus every time you come up to campus? Are we open to hearing? Open to being the vessel through which the living words of the living God come to another to maybe change the trajectory of their life. To know that the God who created the universe cares about them. My friend said this to me. She said, Shannon, I was, back at, I was at the back of the church and I was just watching you worship. And what she could have said, I was listening on your behalf. I was listening to the Lord. I sensed that he had something to say to me, but I just listened. And this is what he told me. She was open to hearing the words of God for me. So how do we become a community that shares richly the words of God with one another? We're open to hearing, and we prepare and we practice. We prepare and we practice. How do we prepare? And this is for like the, the prepare and the practice is like for the, the hearer-giver person, the person giving the words of God away. Um, and, and it's, so think about that and then think about for the person who's receiving the word. We have to prepare and we have to practice. This is where Colossians 3.16 comes in. We must dwell richly in the word. We must dwell richly in the word. So why don't we turn to uh, Colossians. Did I say Corinthians? I said Colossians? Okay, thanks. Um, So let's turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, and I'm going to read it in context, verses 12 through 17. Man, these are some of my favorite words of Scripture. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves 
with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And I read these verses, and I'm like, man, this is such a vision. This is such a vision of what God's people can be in community together. It's a vision of what we are becoming as we allow the Spirit to transform our lives and enable us to serve each other. It describes a community, a community of people who are dearly loved by God and live out of that center reality. It's a community of people who act toward one another with compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. A community of people who bear with each other's weaknesses and bear with each other's processes of growth. It's a community of people who forgive each other. It's a community of people who love each other with a sacrificial love, not with a selfish love. Not with a love that says, me, 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 serve me, serve me, fill me. It's, it's a love that says, let me give to you the words of the living God. Let me serve you with the love of God. Let me show you the, the love of Christ. If everybody does that for everyone, all of our needs get met. But we spend a lot of time in our communities coming to this, from this place of, What can this community do for me? If every one of us asks, what can I do for someone in this community? We'll all be filled. Amen? I think that's true. These verses also describe a community of people who are filled with peace. And it describes a community of people who make their home in God's word so they can help each other learn and grow in Christ. And it's a community of people who are filled with gratitude. Now, it's important to note, or important to say at least, that it's not just the pastor's job to be kind or gentle. It's not just the staff's job to love with a sacrificial, intentional love. And it's not just the core leader's job to know God's word. Because they're leading and facilitating the Bible, study, the Bible study portion of core. It's every person putting on compassion and patience and forgiveness and gratitude. It's every person in the community, in our community, drawing close to God through his word. Making his or her home in, dwelling in the words and ways of Christ. And I want to focus us for a minute in verse 16. 
where Julia centered us earlier. The NIV says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another. The ESV says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I love that word dwell. It makes me think of home, sitting next to a warm, cozy fireplace. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. His words, his teachings are to make their home in our hearts, to enrich our lives, to build us up in him, and to bubble over to enrich the lives of the brothers and sisters in our community. The one who hears and gives God's words away is a person who dwells richly in the words and the teachings of Christ. Because to know it's from him, you have to know what he's already said. Going back to my, my friends um, in, in, in my junior year college church days, um, I knew this lady to have a deep and intimate relationship with Jesus. She was someone, she is someone, who dwells richly in his word. In fact, his words regularly bubbled out of her in normal, everyday conversations. She knew his words, and she knew the tones in which he spoke. And though the words that she gave me that day didn't come directly from Scripture, there's nowhere in the Bible that says, Shannon, you're pretty. (laughs) But they were words that sounded something like what a father would say to his beloved daughter. And she knew that because she knew the father in the Bible. And what he went on to speak to my heart immediately after she spoke was, Shannon, I see you and I know you. These words do come right out of the heart of Scripture. God revealed himself to a woman named Hagar, uh, Hagar's stories in the, in the Old Testament. He revealed himself to her as the God who sees. And David wrote in Psalm 139, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. And as a bonus, you perceive my thoughts from afar. God certainly perceived my thoughts from afar that Saturday night. And he spoke directly into them on Sunday. If you're taking notes, here's a statement to jot down. Jot it down and imprint it in your mind. I'm going to repeat it a few times because it's that important. You can write it word for word. The community that shares his word richly... The community that shares his word richly is a people that individually dwells richly in his word. Is a people that individually dwells richly in his word. The community that shares his word richly, some of what we've already done tonight, 
is a people that individually dwells richly in his word. I think if you, if you, if you remember back to the three gals who shared earlier, um, I think it, uh, at least two of them said, you know, I was reading in scripture this week or this morning, dwelling richly in his word, having a rich word to give away to the community tonight. That's what this looks like. So as a community who gives God's words away, we need to be open to hearing for each other. We need to prepare um, by dwelling richly in his word to both be a hearer and a giver and a receiver. We have to know what the Father has already spoken so we can recognize his voice when he speaks to us through our community. So that's the preparation part. Here's the practice part. For the hearer-giver, the person who gives the words, of God's away, the words of God away, you have to have boldness to share what he gives you. As the hearer-giver, you have to have boldness to share what he gives you. And as a receiver, you have to have humility to receive. My friend from church, I'm quite sure that she had no idea how her words would impact my life. When the father said, I want you to go share with Shannon that I think she's pretty. That's all he gave her. It's like, that's a little weird. She's just like lost in worship and you want me to go up and say what? Yeah, I do. Okay. She was much more practiced at giving God's words away. So she was like, great, I'll do it. (laughs) She had no idea the impact that those words would have. She had no idea what happened Saturday night. She was just faithful and bold to give the words away. She only had those words, but God saw the bigger picture and the deeper things going on in me. He trusted her to speak. And she boldly gave his words to me that night, that morning. And so it is with us. Often when God speaks to us for another person, we only get a few words. Or a picture that's like, that's weird. That doesn't make sense in my mind. Or a a verse or two of scripture that's like, I don't know how that's going to impact their life. That seems like way out of the blue, God. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Go give it away. Okay. We have to be bold enough to deliver them, to trust the real giver of the words, the one who sees the bigger picture. And the more that we step out in faith and obedience, the more words we'll hear to give away. And the more confidently we'll give them as well. And it's okay that it takes practice. Hearing God better is a process anyways. I'm sure you hate to hear that. But it's a learned skill to hear the voice of God. And he is okay with it. He's okay with it being a process. And for the person on the receiving end of that word, it can take great humility to receive a word from the Lord through another person. Because God's the only one that gets to choose who he speaks to you through. And it won't always be through someone you know. It might not always be through someone you like. 
right? Yeah. Julie, have you experienced that? Yes, she has. God might want to speak to you through someone that you think is less spiritually mature than you. Are we humble to receive God's word to us through anybody that he sends? Because, you know, it's not about the messenger. If you're a messenger of the word of God to someone, it's not about you. It's not about how holy you are or how much time you spent with the Lord earlier in the day or how long you've been walking with him. He just, in his grace, chose you. You might not be some, that, someone that other someone likes. Are you going to be faithful and bold to deliver it anyway? And as the person who receives, can you be humble enough to receive God's words to you? To not receive the messenger, but to receive the message and the real capital G giver of that word to you. The messenger isn't as important as the message and the giver of that word. Are we humble enough to receive what God wants to say to us through whoever he wants to say it? And are we bold enough to to give his word away to someone we might not like or enjoy being around? Will we be faithful to give his word away to each other as it comes to us? Another way that we become a community that gives God's words away to each other um, is that we have to we have to to learn how to discern. We have to learn how to discern because not every word you hear from someone is God's word to you, and not every word you think God gives to someone through you is from the Lord. And that's okay. Again, it's a process. We're learning. We're practicing. And so I want to give you just uh, a quick word on discerning whether God is speaking through you to another or to you through someone else. For the hearer-giver, again, be a reader and a student of God's word so you know the sound of his voice. So you know his character and his ways. And so you can grow in hearing what kinds of tones he uses to speak. A firm tone, a gentle tone, a comforting tone, a corrective tone. We kind of have to be adept at hearing the tone in which he wants to speak as well. So are you a reader and a student of his word? And secondly, when you hear something for another person, again, it might be a scripture, it might be a picture, or, um, or a word that aligns with scripture, just be bold and give it away. And it likely won't make much sense to you, because it's not for you. It's for someone else that God sees and knows the contents of their heart. And then ask the person that you give that word to, hey, did that resonate with you at all? Does that stir something in you? Does that make sense to you? And if it doesn't, don't assume you missed God's voice because it might be something for later that he's just giving him a heads up on. He does that too because he knows the future. We don't. 
he does, might want to let you in. Some of you are like, let me in on that one. I'd like to know what I'm doing next year. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You can pray and ask the Lord for anything. So, okay, so for the receiver, how do you discern if, what, if the word that someone gives you is from the Lord? Here's some tips. First one, same tip as for the hearer-giver. Be a reader and a student of God's word so that you know the sound of his voice when it comes to you through another person. So you know his character and his ways. So you grow in hearing what kinds of tones he uses to speak in. Is he coming to you with a gentle tone or a correcting tone? Then you'll be able to know whether he's speaking to you through your brother or sister in Christ or whether they just had bad pizza the night before. And then just receive the word with thankfulness. Actually tell the person that gives you this word, because they've taken a risk. They might be sweating a little bit. This doesn't make any sense. I don't know if it's going to for them. But just say, hey, thanks. Thanks for sharing that word with me. Thank you for stepping out in faith to bless me. And let them know if and how it resonates with you. If it doesn't resonate with you, don't assume right away that it's not from God or that they're just crazy. Just tuck it away and treasure it in your heart because the Lord just might be giving you a heads up on something coming down the road. Just tuck it away and test it. Let it sit there and see if it comes to fruition. And with everything... Whether it resonates or not, take it back to the Father in prayer and ask him to confirm it. God, you gave me this crazy picture. It didn't make sense to me. But if this is from you, would you speak it to another person and have them talk to me about it again? Would you help me know that this is from you? The Father is delighted to do that. And then just wait. Good catch. I was waiting for it to come two more, two more drops. <laughs> so I hope that those tips are helpful. How do we discern when God is speaking to us through another person? And how do we know if it's God talking to us for another person? So here's God's invitation to us tonight. Last week, God's invitation to us was this, draw close to me through my word. Draw close to me through my word. And this week, tonight, his invitation is this, help each other hear my voice better. Hear, help each other hear my voice better. And these two invitations are like two, so, two sides of the same coin. Knowing his word on one side and sharing his word with each other on the other side. You can't split them apart. They have to go together. Again, the community that shares his word richly 
is a people that individually dwells richly in his word. Worship team, you guys can come up. God's invitation to us tonight. Help each other hear my voice. Will you help one another hear from me? Because I'm speaking God and I want to speak through you and I want to speak to you. But you got to get in my word first. So you'll have something living to give away. Help each other hear my voice. So here's how we're going to respond tonight. Um, Another simple reflection question. Last week we asked the question, how is God inviting me to come close to him through scripture? One side of the coin. The other side of the coin, the question tonight is how is God inviting me to help others hear him better? How is God inviting me to help others hear him better? It could be something like um, taking a half an hour before you go to core for the rest of the quarter and into next year. Take a half an hour before core and ask him. Just come to him and, and say, Lord, is there any words that you want to share with someone in my core tonight? And then just listen for him to bring a scripture to mind, a picture, whatever it is. And if something comes to mind, just be bold and go share it. Or maybe, maybe it's asking him to prompt you to share something you read in scripture with someone you run into. So you're reading a scripture come Monday morning before class or um, like Mercury, he's reading scripture, you know, because he shows up to class early and he pulls out his Bible and has 20 minutes in the word. Maybe you ask, Lord, okay, so I've read this piece portion of scripture today. Will you bring someone in to my life today that I can share that with? Would you bring that back to my mind so I can give that word away? When you pray those kinds of prayers, I'm telling you, it happens often. Just be ready. I need to do that more because the Lord is faithful to his word. And he wants people to know him. And he wants us to give his word away. Maybe, maybe you need to commit to reading 15 minutes in the word each day so you get to know him better through the scriptures. So you have something regularly to give away. So you're ready. Ready. Your feet are ready with the good news. Who can I give this to? You're ready. Could be lots of other things. How is the Lord inviting me to help others hear him better tonight? So as we take some time to reflect on that question, write down whatever comes to mind. How is God inviting me to help others hear him better? Father, we need your help. We need your help to draw close to you. We need your help in understanding scripture better. We need your help so that your word can dwell richly in our hearts, dwell richly in our mouths and be ready to give it away. We need your help, God, to help one another hear you better. God, would you speak to us tonight? What's your invitation? What's your invitation to Cameron and to Rachel and to Jake, to all of us here tonight? What are you inviting us to, Lord? How can we help each other hear you better? 
Help us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.